Yeah, JT, can you can you guys do you guys shoot guns in the sky for New Year's? Because in the Balkans we kind of <laughs> stopped a few years ago, but uh, here and there we still do it. We don't do it because bullets are expensive and kind of difficult to get uh, get around. But uh, I'm guessing in Texas they're very cheap, eh? No, actually, surprisingly, every every time a Democrat is elected, there's this huge rush to buy up all the ammunition possible because they're going to take our guns. But um, <laughs> obviously, that never happens. But no, it's not. Um, it is not legal to shoot guns uh, here except on your own property. I believe you mm-hmm. have to have 10 acres of land to shoot a shotgun and 50 to shoot a rifle, I believe. So, yeah, most people here, if they're shooting guns, they're doing it out in, like, East Texas where they have ranches and stuff. But here, not so much. You'd be arrested. Or they're pointing them at okay, minorities. Well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is perfectly <laughs> acceptable here, apparently. <laughs> like, you cannot shoot into the sky oh, for celebration. Absolutely <laughs> not. But somebody accidentally stepped into what you call your private property. And he happens to be uh, a bit richer in melanin than yes, Suri. <laughs> Use your God-given goddamn rights, baby. You know, I never understood that thing about. I, mean, I didn't know that the, the conservative types rush to go buy ammunition, but don't they realize? Like, don't they realize that if there truly was going to be some sort of gun ban or something, that there is a state registry of people who own guns, and then there would be like a mandate to recall guns and ammunition, and they would know who already has. So, like, cops would end <laughs> up showing showing up to your house to you know ask for your for your guns and your ammo. And I don't know, are conservative types like conducive to shooting cops? I thought that goes against their moral fiber or something. Yeah, I think their their little brains would short circuit in that situation. So, ladies and gentlemen and NBs, as the new year rears its ugly, cute mug ever further, we decided to do something special for you guys today. When we heard the show's eternal favorite, queen of girl power bossing the female prison guard to beat all other female prison guards, the failed daughter we never wanted but deserved, Hillary Clinton had a masterclass. Well, we had to financially support that and give you guys the scoop. By financially support, I don't mean we found the whole thing ripped on a random Chinese website. Of course, we paid the $30 it takes to listen to this thing. And by giving you the scoop, we mean uh, taking a shit the size of what me and JT would make if we ever tried Hakim's cooking all over this thing. So, welcome to episode 10 of the D program. Thank you for all the support you've shown us over the last month and a half. The show has hit over 150,000 downloads. That literally sounds fucking insane. Uh, Do consider supporting us on Patreon. Get early bonus episodes and much more in return. We want to keep this show 100% independent. And the only way to do this is when we answer to you and not some sponsor dollar shave club (laughs) speaking of which uh, check out masterclass now available for 99.99 you will be able to enjoy not only hillary clinton but bill clinton uh jeffrey epstein's uh, minions who who he found in the basement of his island uh and most importantly uh painting lessons by yours truly the Kicker of Arab ass, George <laughs> W. Bush. <laughs> All your favorite sex offenders and war criminals. Uh. 
Exactly. So yes, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you both watched uh, the whole masterclass. At least we decided, the three of us, to cut it into three sections because mm. watching the whole thing, which is around three hours, uh, would be a mental suicide and we yes. decided to stay away from that. And I, I would... Uh, openly state that even watching one hour and 15 minutes of what I had experienced was uh, truly, truly grueling. I don't know mm. about you guys. It would have, yeah. I wanted to fucking kill myself. Like, unironically, that was... <laughs> that, like, I'm, I'm no stranger to having to watch long, fucking tedious shit, but this is, like... My section was also one of the shorter ones uh, compared to your guys's, and it was so mind-numbing and slow and... Just so lacking in information. I'm wondering which liberal actually wanted to watch this, aside from just, you know, saying, like, oh, you know, like having the fucking conversation at the water cooler or whatever. Like, oh, I watched Hillary Clinton's masterclass where she fucking. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. No, it was was absolutely. uh, It it was like pulling teeth. (laughs) Yep. Vapid, soulless, incredibly painful to watch. And like, she, at one point in my section, she started crying. And you know oh, she's no. rehearsed it. Like, it completely... Oh, fake. my God. Like, she, she starts crying on exactly the words she planned. She stops crying at, at a very convenient mm. time to deliver the, like, the the finishing blow of the speech. Oh, yeah. God, it was awful. She, she talks about, like, yeah, there's, oh, about, like, you know, discussing and negotiating, at least in my segment. I will get to it eventually. But just the um, the way she talks about it, as if she's some expert, you know. But then you actually look at the way she's talking about these things, and it's... The most one oh one like, you know, mm-hmm. YouTube video on charisma, like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, she delivers this information in the most uncharismatic way, right? Oh Lord. Terrible. No wonder she lost the fucking election. Jesus. I, I had to stop at times and actually think, like, is she doing this intentionally? Does is like Masterclass not paying her enough money? Or is she genuinely this basic? And I yeah. with all honesty, think that she is this basic because she does not seem like she would be smart enough to manipulate her audience in, in a way mm. uh, that uh, we might perceive her as doing. I mean, we're talking about mm. the Pokemon go to the polls woman. At one point, <laughs> oh, and this is my favorite fucking part, gentlemen. At one point, <laughs> she says what her favorite mantra is, her favorite oh, quote in the world. Mm. Her favorite quote is by Winston <laughs> Churchill, and I shit you not, it's never give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hillary's class, favorite quote classic. is never give up. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> I love yeah, that you even a... have to attribute that incredibly vague statement. Yeah, that was Winston Churchill. No one else has said that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no. and she did the whole, pre- previous to that, she did a whole convoluted thing about being motivational and about how even when people tell you not to do something, you should do something. People paid 30 bucks. 30 bucks yeah. for the biggest fail girl in the world, fail son, but with girl, you get my fucking point, to yeah, tell yeah. them this. I mean, this woman should give a masterclass on how she managed to fool millions in thinking she should have been anything more than a, I don't know, mid-tier car dealership manager. Mm. <laughs> how did you have the entire might of, of basically the U.S. Democratic establishment and practically all of Hollywood? behind you it's like literally everybody who controls and still fucking fail and they like i mean of course like, it's not commenting on the nature of american elections that they're all bullshit that they're not actually democratic um that real people don't have any choice in in who actually ends up running uh let alone who wins blah blah we're not here for that kind of talk we're here 
<laughs> to shit on Clinton and the entire <laughs> idea of, of of having a fucking masterclass by somebody who lost. <laughs> Fuck. All right, whatever, whatever. And she didn't just lose once. Like, she's lost every race in her life except for, like, one local New York race. <laughs> she's just, yeah. And now she has the gall to say, like, here's what you need to do. Here's what I did, and here's how you can replicate my success. <laughs> Listen to this at part three, seventh minute, 15 seconds. Sweat the details. Try to learn as much as you can about how whatever job you're asked to do is done. One of my favorite pieces of advice was, and I want to hear Hakeem's reaction to this, her advice to, is to always sweat the details. So really know everything about a problem before going into solving it, blah, blah, blah. But in order to be relatable, this woman goes, and I kid you not, when someone I know gets sick and I go to the hospital, I want to make sure the doctors, the nurses, everybody in the hospital sweated the details. I can already <laughs> quote her in my mind yelling at a doctor who's trying to cure <laughs> Bill's smegma infection or something about how he'll be waiting for a lawsuit if he makes any mistakes. You know, better sweat the details, motherfucker. Uh, so uh, the, the, the most relatable thing she could think of about sweating the details, about fucking being detailed, oh my God, masterclass, was uh, how she is awful <laughs> probably towards people trying to save her life or the life of, of their loved ones. Yeah, I'm not. She she does really kind of strike me as a uh, as a Karen. Um, yeah. But <laughs> the fuck. First of all, sweating details. You sweat onions. What the fuck is sweating the details? Is that something <laughs> Americans say? Yeah, I mean, not all that often. So I'm I'm not surprised okay. she says it. She, okay, she, she yeah, did, well. like obviously she needed to say, guys, you need to be detailed about the things you're doing. But the guy recording mm. her like from the masterclass thing was like, come on. Mm. Seriously, we paid like five million dollars for this. Get like say it something. And she's like, ah, sweat the details. And like, okay, brilliant, right. perfect, okay, perfect, okay, yeah, yeah. As we sweat these details, if you go and yell at healthcare personnel, please go fuck yourself. Like, unless yeah. they actually mistreated you or something, they did something wrong. But uh, if they're doing their job, and you're like, oh, you you didn't do this, you did fuck it. Uh, I don't even have the energy. You know what's so pleasant actually is that I don't live in the United States. I I don't know how it is, but I can imagine yeah, that's very are, pleasant. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I can imagine guys. that there's this fucking bullshit of, of of coming and pointing your finger at a doctor and then being like, "Oh, if you don't do this, I'm gonna fucking sue the shit out of you." Blah, blah. And mm -hmm. oh god, at least you know here we have the mercy of uh, a person showing up with a gun. <laughs> at least <laughs> 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 it's, it's a lot more direct and honest than the fuck. Oh jeez. Well, yeah, uh, I guess that. <laughs> um, in 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 the bits that I had, so for, of course, like we said, she's giving the stupid talk again. She lost the election. Why the fuck are we listening to her instead of I don't know, Al Gore or something? Al Gore lost, right? Yeah, of course he did, but he didn't uh -huh. use, lose the popular vote, right? So it's almost like the same thing as as with with Trump and Clinton. I don't fucking yeah. remember. Yep, um, exactly. <laughs> I'm not even fucking American. I don't need to know this shit. No, <laughs> but anyways, uh, the, 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 that's not the the main issue. My main issue is how liberally they show pictures of her next to like war criminals and just absolutely horrible people. Um, <laughs> and they do it in such a way that, you know, I think we've been really uh, desensitized to this. Because um, imagine if I were to show you a, a video uh, and uh, I don't know about fucking Stalin or Mao or whoever else or Castro and people 
if anyone if this was uploaded anywhere uh you of course get the usual right wing crowd they're like oh this person's an evil dictator uh, 16 gorillion people blah blah, blah. Uh, 16 oof sorry um uh, 300 million billion yeah people <laughs> much better uh, yeah all that bullshit but uh if it's a war criminal but from the ooh you know from the from the free world from the uh, what do they call it um uh, Basically, the hegemonic world order. The developed uh, as it stands. world or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the developed, basically white countries, white capitalist countries. Ooh, you know, the ones that could do no evil. Civilized world? Are you looking for civilized world? Civilized, yeah, yeah, from the civilized world. Thank you, sorry, fuck. Yeah, from the civilized world. And they show pictures of, like, for example, one of them is uh, Madeleine Albright, um, who, if you don't know, she looks like a little witch. <laughs> oh, yeah. She looks like a, 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 a <laughs> fucking fairy tale witch. <laughs> but genuinely. And uh, for those who are unaware, uh, Albright was the woman who basically, when asked on 60 Minutes, uh, she was being interviewed and she said, um, the sanctions that you've placed on Iraq uh, in the 90s had resulted in the unnecessary deaths of uh, over half a million infants. Uh, in in Iraq, and she said, "Do you think it's worth it? Do you think uh, um, the American goals at the destabilization of the region, and blah blah, uh, that these deaths are justified?" And she's like, "Yeah, I think uh, it's it's a good thing that we did that, and uh, you know, uh, it uh, will progress the the what the fuck did she say? I don't remember, but she, uh, you know, the usual bullshit." politician talk about oh yeah, yeah yeah basically half a million iraqi ki- dead kids uh, that, that was good uh that we ended up doing that so she's an absolute uh horrible human being um but th- she's mentioned bush is mentioned just of course a couple of times and again it's always in passing and they mention them uh in a very rehabilitative way as well if mm. if uh, the younger americans don't remember uh, bush was absolutely hated when he was in pre- uh, uh, when he held the presidency um probably as, around as much as trump maybe trump a little bit more uh, but yeah, they they despise the Democrats and liberals. They despised Bush, and now the the rehabilitation has been in full swing. Uh, and now he's just an oh, and a quirky old guy that likes to paint pictures of dogs. Forget about the fucking wars he started and the um, <laughs> the Patriot Act. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just the the casual mentioning of war criminals and whatnot is 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 uh, funny to see because we've been desensitized to it. Uh, <laughs> tying tying it a bit to to her complete lack of charisma, uh, she has this bit um, where she's basically um, she was giving a speech somewhere and some guy holds up a sign or something that says "Iron my shirt" and he yells at her. Uh, yeah, I saw saying, that yeah. saying, "Yeah, he's like, oh, iron my shirt, iron my shirt." Of course, it's a sexist remark because about yeah, woman yeah. in politics, and yeah, you understand the the, the implication. Um, but she gives a very shitty reply where she just kind of like just doesn't even acknowledge it and then she just kind of awkwardly pauses and says uh, oh uh, i see sexism is in full swing something like that's a very very uh, shitty like clap back um, of course it's <laughs> politics you have to be serious you don't have to you shouldn't clap it but as funny as it is people do appreciate it. and the example that i was give oh, that i uh, that came to mind was when she had the debate with trump uh, and uh, she was like, oh, I'm glad tr- people, men like Trump aren't in in positions of justice or whatever in this country. And then he just picked up the mic and was like, because you'd be in jail. <laughs> 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 fucking Ill- I love that. I, I don't like Trump, nor do I like Hillary, but that fucking line is hilarious. And, he's quick. Uh, he's quick on his yeah. feet. <laughs> He's a and, born and poster. Is, yeah, exactly. He's a born shit poster. It's exactly right. But the thing is, after he after he says that, if you watch the full clip, she's just awkwardly quiet. She just <laughs> lets him have it, right? And that entire part is about, is talking about how you can be like charismatic in replies and how she deals with it, and it's the most like you know uh, uncharismatic and 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 undeveloped responses. It's all very awkward. It feels like 
like an insecure teenager in a room. I'm just, mm-hmm. again, I, I, I keep pulling back to the point of how did this person run at all? She has no yeah. attractive, you know, like nothing draws you to her. As a- the problem with Hillary is that, well, <laughs> one problem with Hillary <laughs> is that her lack of charisma stems from everything she's ever said in public being so mm-hmm. intensely focus grouped. Like everything has, has to be mm-hmm. run by a panel of 60 liberals and four CNN hosts just to make sure mm-hmm. like it, it's, oh, this is a good quip. Like he's not going to have anything to, mm-hmm. to say to this. And of course, Trump comes with comes up with everything, regardless of what you say. So as soon mm. as you you give your your manicured quip, he's going to come back with something, and then you've got nothing. You're just standing there looking like an idiot. That's her mm. in a nutshell. Everything she said, none of it is genuine. It's all pre-written well beforehand. And don't take JT's word for it. She literally says in one part of the masterclass that the most important part of every presentation or public speaking event is concentrating on who you're talking to, why they want to listen to you, and I kid you not, what they want to hear. So uh, if she's uh, pitching this to a random guy listening to her on this overpriced platform, then it was probably a massive part of her everyday uh, strategy back when she was running and uh, up until today, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely saw that. And, and again, I think we mentioned it as a previous episode, but the uh, the the election that she took part in against Trump and how, yeah, like not only interest grew focused, but also how artificial it all felt. Like the, you know, Trump is the guy with the, you know, he's with the alt-right and these people. And I'm the one with the, the minorities and the women and the fucking, oh, I'm woke. <laughs> Look how woke I am. <laughs> but literally like, her brain hot, works that way. In, I have hot <laughs> sauce in my bag. <laughs> I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredible that her brain genuinely works that way. When she comments, it's also in the master plan, in the master class. She comments on uh, when she had a debate with Trump. She saw him being more and more aggressive, and she mm. thought, "What I should do?" And yeah. then Clinton says, "I was a woman in a debate against Trump, so if I went aggressive against him." I would have been seen as X, Y, or Z because I am a woman. And in order to not be seen as X, Y, or Z, I chose to remain composed, quiet, etc., etc. Number one, no, you shut your pants. The fucking guy dominated and destroyed you on national (laughs) television. And number two, she, as JT previously stated, had a very, very precise, uh, calculated PR team behind her who defined just what she's supposed to be like Mm -hmm. during the debate and in every single uh, moment uh, when she talked uh, in public. Uh, And she understood that she has to follow this persona 100% if she has a chance of of winning. Well, she kind of fucked up with the people she hired, I guess, because uh, (laughs) the personas she would uh, adapt for every different audience or every different uh, debate or appearance uh, ended up being quite literally so unlikable that a uh, walking pile of uh, potato chips uh, could even beat her. Mm, uh, honestly, yeah. Uh, just a side note, uh, none of us like Trump, obviously, in case anybody's yeah. hearing and, and completely misunderstood. We're, we're communists, all of us. None <laughs> yeah, of us like Trump. We don't like any of like, them. 
Yeah, we don't like anybody in the American political establishment. All right? If you're listening just... to this podcast and you think we like Trump, drink some water because obviously you're fucking dehydrated and your brain isn't <laughs> working. Like we are not supposed. Yeah, fuck. What, what the fuck? Like genuinely, like. You are you seriously listening to three communists? And you might, at some point in your brain, be like, "Whoa." Maybe you these know, guys agree with the potato man, the natural guy. Yeah, but, what the fuck? but you know, that's actually so funny because the, on one side, the Trump people are like, oh, Biden's a communist. But on the other side, there are lots of Democrats who tried to do this weird associating Trump with Russia and still thinking Russia is communist. So they would like do, you know, like write Trump, but in, in the fake Cyrillic. <laughs> the fake Cyrillic. Uh, and they, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they would draw him in like red and yellow, like the, the Soviet colors. Or be like, oh, he's the fucking, you know, KGB man on the fucking inside. This stupid shit. Like, yeah, God, liberals have such brain rot. But no, this goes back to um, what you said about, about you know, when she was in the debate. And she's like, oh, yeah, just, she literally says, like, I ignored Trump's antics during the debate. And that was the right decision, is what she said. But you still lost the fucking election. <laughs> yeah, was so it really how... the right decision? <laughs> and the debate. What? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's so stupid. But my the part that I, I really dislike about that, I, I don't remember the... The, the chapter header, what it was, but um, in, in that part, I think she's just talking about uh, yeah, composing yourself in dialogue or some shit. And it's the it's the worst like high school debate class advice. I, the three points were practice your points, uh, try to prepare for unexpected questions, and have situational awareness. Those are her her three points of a uh, of advice. And <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, that's a debate. Like what the fuck. <laughs> Boy, am I glad I paid the fucking, what was it, the, the fucking $60 for the fuck this one? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I feel bad for the liberals that paid for this. Jesus Christ. But yeah, at, garbage, garbage fucking advice. Sorry, sorry. At, at one point, at one point, she was super proud of uh, uh, the fact that she was uh, state secretary. Uh, and in my yeah. part where she talks about hard work, she quotes, and I didn't even know this, maybe you gentlemen uh, did. Uh, she says that in those years, I visited over 110 countries. Well, honestly, I think jokes aside, I would like to take a moment to thank Hillary uh, for her period as the Secretary of State, because I believe no amount of work on the behalf of the Russian or Chinese Secret Service could have done as much damage to how the world sees the U.S. <laughs> as she did in that half a decade period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. Fuck. Which is a good thing. Oh, my God. We found it. Okay, okay. We found it. So she's cringe. She doesn't know anything. Blah, blah, blah. She, she, she's a plant. She's a yeah, plant. Yeah. She's, one, she's point, one of ours. <laughs> yeah, when when uh, when uh, Bill Clinton went over to Yeltsin when the Soviet Union was falling apart, uh, we kidnapped uh, the real Hillary Clinton. Uh, we put her in some school to be some teacher, and we put a clone Clinton who is uh, a robot lizard lady. So uh, that that's the type of podcast that this will be from now on. <laughs> Some people actually take take that seriously. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, jeez. You know something actually is, is uh, to to derail a bit, but I remember because she said that in the same part, you know, talking about Trump and whatnot, and uh, again about composing yourself in dialogue, and she's saying like, oh, if it's Trump today or Putin or Xi Jinping tomorrow, and I'm like, mm. shut up, shut the fuck. First of all, you're not you're not gonna see the presidency, so get fucked. Number one, <laughs> but number two, you're so mediocre and so unlikable and you have done so little for your country like for actual people in your country that okay putin fuck putin but like comparing yourself to xi jinping or at least the implication being that 
Xi Jinping, Putin, and Trump are all the same class of politician or same class of person, which is, again, like, fuck. Oh, my. (laughs) The reason I get irritated by this is because say what you will about Putin or Xi Jinping, but at least when you listen to them talk, right? And by the way, again, I'm not particularly, I'm not particularly a fan of Putin, for example. Um, in fact, I, he's an oligarch fucking piece of shit, and he took direct part in the dissolution of the Soviet Union, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When the revolution comes, heads will roll, blah, blah. Anyways, but um, at the end of the day, when you listen to him speak, he has a level of charisma that you know, has kind of kept him in power this long. Xi Jinping as well. Um, but Trump, at least he's kind of funny. <laughs> I want to call it charisma. I'd call it just, yeah. Uh, but her, and she's trying to be like, oh, you know, like it's too, I'm going to be, I'm going to put these guys in their place. <laughs> shut up. Just shut the fuck up. She's the embodiment of the West Wing liberal fantasy. Like, yeah. You guys have seen that show, right? West Wing? Yeah. It's the whole the walking and talking in the halls of power and these quick snappy one-liners, and that's what yeah. she thinks it means to be a good, likable, electable politician. It's it's just such a farce. Yeah, and it's first of all, I don't think she's. I don't think I've unironically met somebody who liked Clinton. I remember I spoke to a, an American friend of mine, and uh, it was during the the elections in 2016, uh, and I was talk to that person i was like all right who are you gonna vote for it's like well you know i'm gonna vote for clinton i was like why like why are you voting at all he's like yeah well um voting for anybody else is like a vote for trump i was like see Mm. the people who are voting for you don't even want to vote for you they just want to vote against (laughs) the other guy (laughs) well that's what american politics is like i hate that guy i'm gonna vote for the other one yeah (laughs) it's exhausting jesus christ yeah, I, I do not pity you. Uh, I mean, wait, no, no. I do not envy you. That's the, I pity yeah. you, I do not envy you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I fuck you, I don't pity you. <laughs> that, was, that came very rude. That came off very rude. Fuck, sorry. <laughs> I don't envy you, my bad. Fuck. And, uh, like, and honestly, Hakim, it's kind of ruining it for us as well. We used to at least have like a semi... Uh, interesting uh, warlords and dictators and stuff yeah. that would like go ahead and give like four hour speeches and like mm. be extremely chauvinistic and very open with uh, what their <laughs> way of thought is and shit but now all of them are trying to be more like western politicians and be yeah. this manipulative little fucking uh, weirdo like come out in public on all the TV stations and call for war and say we will destroy these inferior people, but, uh, <laughs> but and they don't even do that anymore. Like you Americans, fucking ruin that for us as well. Now everybody's trying to be like their own little version of the polite and kind Hillary Clinton or the Uncle Joe. Yeah, I just ate my <laughs> ice cream. Oh, where did my ice cream go? Oh, here's chocolate my. Chip. Oh, where did chocolate my ice cream chip. go? <laughs> no, no chocolate chip for me. Oh, chocolate chip goes Honest- to the back of the bus. Oh wait! Uh, oh, what did I say? I remember Am the, I, is somebody recording me? Oh no! I remember. Oh. The, fuck! Oh, I just, I just got what you said. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, the, On the, my 2022 me. predictions list, I have yeah. Joe Biden says the gamer word, and I guarantee you, I'm gonna check that off my my 22 bingo Please. card. Have you? He already says it in his personal life. He's, the oh, dementia will get deep enough that he's gonna absolutely. he's gonna see he's gonna see one of his uh, Secret Service guards, and he's like, "What is this?" <laughs> African-American gentleman doing. You're so articulate. (laughs) He seems the type to say shit like that. Fuck. Absolutely. But come on, let's not be sexist, guys, and move the conversation towards Joe Biden. 
But but jokes aside, there is actually, at least in my part of the masterclass, she said something very specific, which gave me an insight into how this woman's brain, at least her political brain, potentially works. Uh, she says that ever since she went to university uh, and ever since she started working in law and under different uh, political congress, etc., etc., figures, that her ideology was uh, the protection of uh, family and children and, quote-unquote, different minorities, which uh, uh, are being oppressed, even though, as we know, uh, she was against gay rights. She uh, indirectly kind of said that a lot of minorities in the States have the gangster mentality or whatever, um, quote-unquote. Uh, but uh, what led her to uh, this way of thought, based on her words herself, is when she was in university, the civil rights movement started. And the civil rights movement inspired her, this era of change and revolt, inspired mm-hmm. her to uh, be quite literally a professional advocate for the previously mentioned groups that, I'm, that, I, that, I, uh, that I mentioned. So we see someone who is not moving into advocacy because something specific happened in their life or because of a given ideology uh, and belief system. We see someone who literally sees advocacy as a way in into the political elite and into the political superstructure which then later is shown, like this little uh, sentence that she said revealed so much about her, because that this is later shown throughout her whole career, where, as I mentioned before, she jumps from uh, one issue to another, changes her opinion from one issue or another, and always doubles down on uh, using uh, the absolutely no discussion disadvantaged position that women face in in the United States of America and that have faced in the past but but she continuously sells herself as an advocate instead of being one and by selling herself as an advocate she tries to uh, show that she actually possesses something that others don't but then when she's put in direct conflict with someone who has been an advocate for ideological purposes, such as, for example, her competitor, uh, Bernie Sanders, she starts slandering him indirectly for that very same uh, advocacy in which he pursued. So Hillary, basically, TLDR, is the definition uh, of a professional politician who is a tabula rasa, a shell of a human being, who will only and always adapt to any sort of political mainstream. And the main reason, yeah. my opinion, why she continuously lost is because we live in times where the mainstream is less mainstream, as funny as it sounds, because mm. people require some sort of change. Some go to the reaction, some some go to uh, to the left, but the era of the Western polite uh, indirect professional politicians such as Hillary uh, is dead and over. Yeah, thank God for that, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. Politicians are cancer just in general. I mean, uh, again, the, the Western liberal idea of what a politician is. Um, but at least uh, the ones who are a bit more bombastic, as horrible as they can be, at least they'd be kind of somewhat interesting to listen to. Um, 
Trump and all the other ones are garbage as well, but at least Trump was sometimes funny to listen to. It's something that, you know, like I remember my, my parents who are, yeah, they don't really care about fucking American politics, but they would find clips, random clips, or their friends would send them random clips of Trump saying stupid shit and they'd be like haha and they'd forward to me and they'd be like oh look at this shit <laughs> like at least hey at least uh, whatever uh, TLDR bring more shitty politicians that you know don't know how to fucking don't do this weird polite uh, sophisticated oh I'm such a civilized member of society fucking uh, talking shit so uh, third world brown uh, boomers can, can can laugh <laughs> and share it on whatsapp with other shit uh, fuck uh, well, my favorite some of my favorite stuff from this I had the final section the last mm third um so i got to i was the lucky one who got, got to listen to the would-be victory speech that w- she would have given oh. if she had won oh holy yeah. shit yeah so, i didn't listen i didn't want to spoil it oh it's good it's good it's, um <laughs> she said she has she had never read it to anyone out loud she'd never shared it with anyone before so this was oh, the how first privileged time are we? Was, yeah exactly so this was the victory speech she wrote before the victory or after she lost before she lost like this was assuming she had won the presidency assuming she had beaten trump she would have given this as her victory speech isn't this called counting your your chickens before they hatch isn't that yes that is that is correct <laughs> but no hakim they are professionals they must be prepared for any situation oh, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah situational awareness and then fucking whatever fucking uh, uh, cock and balls torture must, or whatever else I am say. Hillary Clinton you must work hard and put in the work and sweat the details and uh, do not listen to critics and prepare a speech let's hear yeah. it alright before I get to that because I've got several oh, sound bites I want to give you guys but what really the only thing that got me through this was mm-hmm. uh, listening to her story and how to be resilient and imagining she's just talking about the whole Epstein Maxwell thing because it really (laughs) really fits and it's terrible oh fuck let me play a little snippet for you here but I want to inspire you to think about setbacks you've already had in life whether it be personal and relationships or professional or public what did you do and what can you learn from overcoming the setbacks in your life so you're better prepared the next time it happens. So in this, uh, with, with the Maxwell stuff, the Maxwell trial and verdict in the news recently, what can you do to prepare better for the next time this happens? For example, when my good friend was convicted of sex trafficking minors and flying the world's most powerful people to his private pedophile island, I simply had him assassinated in his jail cell. Now that it's happening again with another good friend I love to appear in photos with and invite to all my family events, I'll be quicker about it. So the story goes away sooner. That's how oh, you learn wow. from past challenges. Oh, and I don't know God. if I need to say parody. Do I need to say par- parody? Allegedly. So, yeah. so there you go. Parody. <laughs> Parody, allegedly, it's a joke. <laughs> I thought oh. I, I thought it's common knowledge that uh, we should never say that we have information that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton because that <laughs> means you can, you're going to end up with with a suicide of two bullet holes in the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, here's one more. I've got another clip w- w- along that same vein. For me, when I face a setback, I try to be really honest about why it happened. I try to understand it as much as I can. I try to figure out if there's an alternative path. It helps me because many of my setbacks, although they've been personal, have been in pursuit of my mission to try to, you know, lift up other people and particularly 
to help children, children fulfill, fulfill their, their potential. potential. For example, when my husband and I hung out with the pedophile sex traffickers for decades, <laughs> I really had to think hard about why people were upset with us. You know, I tried to see their perspective. Could I have done something differently? Perhaps not spend so much time in the sex dungeons. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Who can say what the right decision would have been? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this whole thing, is, that's, that's the only thing that got me through this masterclass was just thinking, okay, she's talking about murdering Epstein and soon Maxwell. <laughs> uh, actually, this, this leads me, if you don't mind me just kind of interjecting here before we get into the into the speech um she uh in in, in the, an earlier section it was the chapter eight one she talks about negotiation right as if she's some master negotiator yet again i need to remind you that she's fuck it she lost the election um but one of the things is she she kind of puts a lot of emphasis about oh negotiating how good it is blah blah but it stands in stark contrast to how the u.s completely almost always ignores all negotiations um and her particularly when she was the champion uh or the cheerleader of fucking bombing libya into a mm. civil war so how nice but yeah she just does just <laughs> about the fucking assassination point yeah that just made me laugh <laughs> at the fact that yeah all right, there's more to talk about i want to hear the fucking speech what did she say oh boy all right i've got i picked out some of my favorite parts from the speech um the whole thing was you know your boilerplate soul of the nation joe biden-esque stuff and i'm I'm fairly certain she may have updated some of the language so it sounds a little bit more woke. 2021 woke mm. yep um but here <laughs> let's let's listen to this first snippet most of all i'm grateful to the american people who voted in this election many of us are rejoicing at the outcome some of us are not it's never easy to be on the losing side of an election Believe me, I know that firsthand. But whether you supported us or not, by participating, you showed your faith in our democracy. All right, the United States is not a democracy. The history of this nation is fighting tooth and nail to make sure the smallest number of people can vote, and always those who represent the upper crust of society. Like, since the very beginning, that's how it's been. First, it was just uh, white men who owned land could vote, uh, and on and on. Today, gerrymandering and draconian voter ID laws, plus straight-up voter suppression tactics like we saw in places like Georgia uh, and in Texas, are intended to make sure that voting is difficult, and it's confusing, and it's time-consuming, so effectively preventing those who work full-time from easily voting. And when you do get to vote, you have to choose between the right-wing pro-business party or the far-right-wing fascist party. (laughs) So like Joe Biden said to his donors before he was elected, nothing will fundamentally change. There's an expression that everyone in the U.S. really needs to internalize, I think, and that's if voting changed anything, they wouldn't let you do it. That's that's yeah. just one thing that really came to mind when I listened to that part about thanking the voters. She knows it's not a democracy. I think most of us know at this point it's not a democracy. Faith in the United States and our system is like at record lows. It hovers around 20%. Mm. It's insane. Of course, not not forgetting to mention the fact that if you go to vote in this fucking farce, in a farce election one, one time every four years, then again, yeah. that also calls <laughs> yeah. your fucking democracy into question, <laughs> doesn't it? Fuck. Yeah. Oh, uh, God, it's terrible. It's mm. so frustrating. But here, let's mm. let's roll into another one. Now we face a different kind of challenge, one in its own way just as serious and urgent. From Americans of every political persuasion, we've heard cynicism and real anger at a political system and an economy that seems only to work for those at the top. Eight years after the crisis, too many powerful interests still protect their own profits and privileges 
at the expense of everyone else. We've also heard the frustration of so many in our country who feel devalued and disrespected, like there isn't a place for them in America. Yeah, Hillary, you represent a party that is devoted to keeping it that way. Like mm. you, Your whole thing was beating Bernie and grinding him into dust long after your race was over. It's, it's always been about how the Bernie bros suck and, and you are the pragmatic one. You and all the other Democrats fought harder to torpedo Bernie's campaign than you did to beat Trump. And Bernie's just mm. like a run-of-the-mill social Democrat who wanted to blunt the edges of corporate domination. He's not like some communist. He's... It's, incredibly milquetoast politician in much of the rest of the world. Hmm. And no matter how hard you try to sell to people that your administration would have represented positive change, we know that would not have been the case. Like, look at Biden now. We're on our 15th Reagan term. Every election cycle, either the Republicans win and the country lurches Hmm. further to the right, or the Democrats win and they block movement back to the left. It's Hmm. an absurd statement to make that you're your administration would have led to progress, my sweet Hillary. <laughs> somehow, 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 my head, it sounded sound like a real communist. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's just, oh, God. You guys need to listen to the whole thing when, when you have the time. It's like 20 minutes long, yeah. but let's oh keep going. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> rather, do another one. I'd rather not one. torture myself. <laughs> it sounds absolutely magical, my friend. Mm. I'm going to force you to listen to more. Here we go. I met police officers who put their lives on the line to keep us safe and veterans who sacrifice so much to keep us free. We as a nation have not always kept faith with those who serve, yet their patriotism burns as bright as ever. It should be obvious that Hillary Clinton, the person who coined the term super predator when talking about young black men would support the police. And by support, I mean ramp up their militarization even further. Mm. Biden has more or less done the same thing, but I, I do genuinely think Clinton would have been worse in that regard, yeah. um, just based on her rhetoric. As for the soldiers fighting to keep us free... Get free, fucked. Free, yeah, free from, free from <laughs> what? We're not under threat from anybody. We're the ones traveling all around the world to bomb, invade, occupy, and steal the resources from other nations. No other country on Earth has 400 military bases outside their own borders. But no the other Chinese, country... The, the, the Chinese are coming. Please ignore that the last war was maybe 50 fucking years ago. And the last war we had was two weeks ago. We're defending like... ourselves. We're surrounding mm. them to defend ourselves. Mm. Yep. No other country spends three quarters of a trillion dollars every year to feed their bloated war machine. So we can only assume that by free, she means free to continue bullying the rest of the world for our benefit. That's that's what I hear when these politicians claim, like, yeah, support our troops and our freedom. It's, uh, it's so tired. Mm. I love how the, like the previous the previous part of the speech, sorry, the previous part of the speech was, we see you, we hear you, we know you need the changes. <laughs> and then the second part is, but we will not change, but we will bomb more. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you see uh, Biden has uh, he's, uh, raised the um, military budget again? Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, oh, yeah, God. Like, oh, Lord. He, so, so he and again, over-delivered and on that. He over-delivered mm. on that by like 8% or something. He delivered 108% of what he promised his, the military would budget would be and he underdelivered to the tune of like 92 percent infrastructure stuff <laughs> i saw yeah, a graph it was yeah. absurd uh, it's disgusting yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, liberals fucking liberals i swear to god um sorry go on jt <laughs> yeah I, I generally don't know how they how they justify it and say yeah he's doing well 
Okay. All right. So I have one more little little snippet yes, here for you please, guys, and, please. I, and I think mm. I think this is my favorite little chunk. And it's there's yeah. so much to unpack. Let's let's listen. The transition we launch tonight cannot just be from one administration to another, while the rest of Washington remains stuck in business as usual. It must be a transition to a new ethic of patriotism and pragmatic progressivism that always puts the interests of the nation first. Okay, so what I get from that is that we should start shooting female minorities as well. <laughs> Shoot them in the leg, as Biden says. Shoot them in the leg. Oh, my oh. God. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he said that. Oh Maybe don't God. shoot them in the head. Instead, we, we shoot them in how the about, leg. <laughs> how about just don't shoot? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. No, that's not an if option. There is a, if there is a better encapsulation of the quote-unquote left and right in the U.S., it's that. Oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Suspicable. <laughs> Pragmatic progressivism, so you don't have money for your full chemo, so you get yeah. half a chemo. <laughs> Here you go, half a chemo, baby. But, yeah. but sir, it's still in, in me. The tumor, it is growing. But <laughs> dude, you have to be progressive. Come on, I've been in office only for fucking two years now. What the fuck do you expect? Oh, uh, there's so much baggage in this one line. This, so, all right, new new ethic of patriotism. We have to worship mm. the flag always. We have to support yes. the military in their war crimes. We have to believe the U.S. is the greatest place on earth. Pragmatic progressivism. Uh, with, uh, Go so, ahead. Uh, just, sorry to cut you off, but this is something that always irritated me about American politicians. They always talk about patriotism and how much they love the country and blah, blah, But if they really did care about the country and its people, then they would be for, like, you know, universal health care and education. Yeah. And they wouldn't want to have the largest prison population on earth. And they would consider their minorities also to be Americans because they are. Um, and for them to, you know, not be discriminated against, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, it's just so... Um, uh, like disingenuous because when they say, uh, "Oh, we have to worship the flag and be patriot," blah, blah blah, they don't mean, "Oh, you know, to actually love their own people." And whatnot. What they mean is to maintain the status quo and maintain the profits and influence uh, and power of mostly white um, uh, upper class, property owning, uh, highly wealthy elites. Is is what they mean? The, the settler colonial order and the people who benefit the most from it at the very, very, very top. Those. That's the. Uh, fucking, you know, uh, Nazi <laughs> flag worshipping, uh, you know, blood and soil shit that they made. But yeah, sorry, go on. Exactly. I mean, loving the flag means hating everybody else. But yeah. All right. So pragmatic progressivism. What does that even mean? Like progress <laughs> means moving forward and changing things. Pragmatism so, is just a euphemism <laughs> for not doing anything. It's <laughs> what oh Yugopnik was saying with the cancer. It's like, yeah, yeah. we got to cure this cancer, but man, we got to be pragmatic about it. All right, let's 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 carve out half of it. Um, Look, no, the pragmatic pragmatic nationalism or, or, or patriotism is going to a Native American and telling them, why don't you go back to your own country? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> pragmatic so, progressivism is giving people their uh, giving black people their own land back. Over in Africa. I, yeah. <laughs> oh my, like, uh, uh, what, what, what does that even mean? Uh, I'm sorry, but like, I, as a, as a, a statement, as a thing, you know, like definitions, definitions fucking matter. What is a pragmatic progressive policy? Exactly. Yeah, they. She's just trying to cancel it out. Like, progress. Yeah. They hate the term progressive, even though it's a meaningless term now. Like, yeah. liberals can consider themselves progressive, but they have to throw in pragmatists because every liberal I've ever spoken to, when talking about like universal healthcare and things like that. Well, we have to be pragmatic. Like, 
But why? The, but the, why? Um, the military budget can get an eighty billion dollar increase this this month. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't increase inflation or anything. That's that, yeah, pragmatic. It, it would have gotten two hundred and fifty. I mean, I'm sorry, my friend. Mm-hmm. Now this oh. is typical oh, po- po- politics this... speak or whatever they call yeah. it. You, yeah, you say something that different people react to in their own way, and it means different things to different people. Hopefully, positive. And uh, you increase your popularity. Uh, like, uh, what are words? Just uh, complicated airflow. Uh, words don't mean anything to these people. Linguistics means absolutely fucking nothing. The less you can say with while speaking more, just like in this podcast myself, <laughs> uh, the, the better it is for everyone. So it's, uh, you know. Yeah. But speaking of which, that was, I, I think, like a defining... Uh, trait of her um of her campaign at at the time of just yeah using words and kind of like diluting them to to the point of meaninglessness um especially with the fact that like the word misogynist or misogyny for yeah. example like yes it is a thing but the way that she would use it uh, and then she would always pair it with so again i mentioned this in another episode but she, how she would pair it with chauvinists and misogynists and yeah uh, yeah, it's this. We- it's like this weird appropriation of "quote unquote" progressive uh, sounding terminology in order to I don't know, like signal to 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 liberals and try to be like, oh look, see, I'm I'm one of you. I've read the Twitter posts. I don't I yeah. don't know what the fuck what it's supposed to <laughs> fucking exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But huh. she fucks up by standing on both of the chairs, right? She genuinely yeah. thinks that you can you can you can go both ways. You can. Uh, satisfy what we previously talked about her advocacy and these progressive mm. values but also the pragmatic people who will uh who are kind of scared of these new gen z things you know oh my god they're gonna take my snapchat so mm. yeah um, yeah what she wanted was an administration that finds middle ground between doing nothing and making some changes right so that always ends up being nothing like we've seen with Biden's presidency, that just means caving to Republicans on every single issue and refusing to roll back their fascist policies. Because at the end of the day, they're on the same team. And what team is that? The team that puts, as Hillary Clinton says, the interests of the nation first. Not the interest of the people who make up that nation, but the nation itself, which is just a nicer way of saying the corporate elite who run the show. Whatever benefits yeah. their bottom line the most, whether it's increasing the military budget failing to implement common sense COVID restrictions or not forgiving student loans. That's what's going to get done. That's what's going to happen. Habibi, the, uh, the bullshit about, oh, yeah, the, them and uh, the corporate uh, elite who, who lead the country and their interests. Habibi, it's her interests. She's part yeah. of that fucking <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like uh, With no, Pelosi and the, right. and, the, and the selling of the, the stocks, like before the the news breaks and after every one of her little insider meetings like her husband's like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and sell some of this isn't isn't like clinton's daughter worth like a hundred million dollars out of nowhere isn't is she like a Good thing god I something like that hold on I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up uh yeah worth 30 million dollars <laughs> wow 30 million dollars yeah. and she still wears that shit that she fucking wears oh my fucking Oof. god yeah. oh no that wasn't oh that's not hillary's daughter that's uh kamala's that's kamala's, kamala's right? daughter oh my god i love kamala's daughter she's like my spirit animal it's like <laughs> man i can see you on the screen and i can already tell you smell <laughs> <laughs> yeah that um that whole speech was like with the crying, the fake tears, and she just stopped on command. Oh, it's just so mm. transparent. I don't understand how she thinks or anyone thinks that she would be, for one thing, a good president, but that anyone would like her. She's just so thoroughly unlikable. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to completely cut you off. She bought a 10.5 million condominium. In uh, Madison Square uh, North, I don't know. Apparently, no, Matt. Apparently, it's a, a uh-huh. like an old neighborhood in in 
in Manhattan. Hillary um, did? The place looks go- the place looks gorgeous, but 10.5 million fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah, just like any any regular American. What? Well, I bet that's uh, where please. they shot it. That's, oh yeah. man. J- JT, you're telling me you don't just casually go around buying 10.5 million dollar uh, condominiums in the not, in not one of the most usually. expensive cities on earth? No, no, I, just, I don't make a habit of it. At least, uh, oh, it's okay. You, you, you're you spend within your means. Okay, four point five million. <laughs> yeah. No, it's difficult. You gotta understand them. You, they have to buy these extremely expensive condominiums because they have state of the art security systems, which do not allow people to record them while they are uh, organizing their uh, sacrificial pedophile cults. Okay, <laughs> so you have to. It has to be on the one hundred and fortieth floor. You cannot just have it anywhere in just any normal neighborhood. People may actually notice and start asking questions. That is why they need the money tiny english lesson for you both condominiums uh-huh it's a condominium not a condom yeah oh fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a okay, condom okay. it's a condom for your <laughs> private life it's uh, okay you know. <laughs> no that's actually that sounds right because i've never heard anybody say the full thing i always just hear people yeah, say it's just condos. condo uh-huh. yeah yeah exactly Cond- condominium okay good to know good to know <laughs> fuck that's, that's my one contribution to this podcast episode <laughs> Thank you. It's highly appreciated. <laughs> if if anything, this this masterclass has made me that much more excited to watch George W. Bush's masterclass because you know it's oh going to be God. better. That is oh, going to be absolutely phenomenal. I can't uh, wait. Like mm, nom 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 nom. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, GT, are you done with your with your section? That's yeah. That was all the good stuff I could carve out of that awful speech. Thank you for for serenading us. But I have to I have to add something because um, uh, again in, in the negotiation bit right she's talking and uh, speaking of this this you know her and trying to win the election blah blah the speech um, there's a bit where she basically kind of goes on like oh you can't not keep your word um, you have to always like you know like if you say you'll do something you have to do it blah blah all that kind of shit but she says that as a member of the political elite in a as a settler, by the way, in a uh, and a member of the political elite in a country that was f- founded on the voiding of basically every single treaty signed mm-hmm. with the with the with the Native <laughs> Americans. So, uh, I just the the the. It's really it's uh, rules for the not what do you Americans say rules for the That's not right. for me right yep yeah it's it's this this sort of shit um, but yeah and and uh, about the the crying thing that you mentioned how she starts and then stops on command um, she does a little bit of that in the uh, she mentions nine eleven a lot because I think she probably had something to do she, she had something to do with the relief programs uh, around the time <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because she had something to do with it <laughs> I mean probably that too <laughs> but yeah but <laughs> Oh, that would have been a f- funny time for the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, no. But yeah, she she had something to do with the relief programs, right? Uh, and she would constantly bring up nine eleven, and then she would do the little thing where she pauses for a second, like she's uh, composing herself, right? Uh, and she mentions like, oh yeah, the it was horrible because she toured the fucking nine eleven site. She's like, it was horrible mm. to see the burning hell that was created. I'm like, yeah, well that's what the Libyan said when you fucking when you bombed them. You <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh fuck. Another stupid thing. Again, this is like a weird American like cultural shit that I I just don't understand. But um, apparently, she didn't take the Clinton name for a while. She just stayed as Rodham or Rodham or however the fuck you pronounce it. Rodham, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, uh, for a while, and then afterwards, she changed. She added Clinton to her name, um, like fifteen years into her political career or something. And there, this is an entire like fifteen minute segment where she's just talking about how that how she changed her name because people wanted her to. 
Um, and uh, I don't know how this exactly helps her image of the resilient, you know, like, oh, like, like oh, you know, and you have to take criticism as it comes, blah, blah, blah. I, I get her point, her general point was like, oh, you should see if it if it affects your core values, but if you'd get some like weird uh, opportunistic advantage from doing a change that you don't personally agree with, but don't actually affect your core beliefs, then it should be okay. And it's a very, it really encapsulates what she is <laughs> as a exactly. politician. Very good <laughs> point. She only uses values as a shield, but yeah. then when those values, when she needs to act on those values and actually do something then she forgets them so if you attack her uh, you're attacking a woman but yeah. when somebody is attacking another woman she forgets about her values of protecting women uh -huh. and she does not protect that woman it's 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 it's, it's kind of, i'm not a psychiatrist but almost sociopathic like it's yeah. very yeah, yeah, yeah. peculiar yeah. about her she didn't make a very big show of uh, protecting the women in epstein's fucking uh dungeons yeah um so but yeah or the girls better to say actually fuck me what a uh lord but yeah sorry so that's a side tangent um uh, like put aside uh in, in the next part she talks about like oh criticism blah blah and th this is exactly what you said you got make pretty much every criticism that she mentions she frames as oh it's because i'm a woman uh, in mm -hmm. politics not because she's a fucking scheming uh like uh snaky lying uh, you know, no, none of that. Not because she's a wishy-washy liberal, none of that. No, it's only because, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a woman, that's why. Yeah, whatever. But her entire point is like, oh, you should accept criticism from wherever it comes, blah, blah. And they would show images of criticism, and they never showed any legitimate criticism that she got. They would show pictures of, like, the, the, the Trump MAGA people, the Killary and the Locker Up, that bullshit. Um, and then one of the pictures, which seemed really out of place, was a picture where there was a congregation of, of uh, esteemed brown gentlemen dressed in, in ethnic clothes and uh, big beards and everything, and they were b burning a cardboard cutout of her and this was like <laughs> when she was talking about criticism this is an image used and it i don't know why it's there's it, something so funny to me that about sounds like such who, a good time to me <laughs> that sounds like there's something so funny to me about the guy who edited this together and was like hmm let me look up criticism <laughs> like, what? and, and, and <laughs> And found a picture of some like miscellaneous like village Pakistani people burning, <laughs> burning a cutout of her. Well, uh, I, I don't, I don't fucking get it. But yeah, it, my point is that there was no actual criticism. It was just all you know, vaguely sexist shit. And she would try to twist it as oh, it's because I'm a woman. Again, not that she's wishy washy and morphs into whatever the fucking uh, whatever suitable for the room she's talking to. Um, again, mm. uh, exhibit one, uh, I have hot sauce in my bag. But yeah, fuck. <laughs> Uh, maybe I could just finish up my section. Um, the the last section that I looked at um, was again. It was like oh, women in politics and and the uh, double bind as she called it. And then she would keep using it. And then again, this fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, not buzz phrase, but buzz buzzword. Um, this fucking buzzword thing where she'd say it enough times that it becomes meaningless. Um, yeah, yeah. She would do this shit. And it was a this was I think the only decent part of the entire thing because it was very generic and 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 um, inoffensive. Uh, it was just talked about, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes being a woman in a male-dominated field is difficult and people have different expectations from you. People wouldn't listen to you as much as, uh, as they would if you were a man, etc., etc. All very val valid shit. Um, mm. Just the fact that she's, you know, a, a snaky, uh, you know, uh, bomb Libya, we came, we saw he died, fucking liberal. Uh, <laughs> doesn't. Uh, by the way, she said that about, uh, about Gaddafi, if you remember. Did she, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, we came, we saw he died, and then the fucking the witch <laughs> Jesus cackle. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Uh, demon, uh, evil person. Is. 
Yeah, but the 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 one part that I want to highlight from this is she says a phrase to the to the to the effect of um uh, the you know the guy the 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 maggot people would be like oh lock her up and she's like oh the lock her up chant was a symbol of the of the, the dis- disdain for pushy women um but uh, oh my God. okay. I, I'm not sure she what really conservatives... said that fucking sentence. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, she said yeah. She was like, oh, you know, basically like, oh, there's nothing to criticize me for. Um, lock her up is only because I'm a woman. If I was a man, they wouldn't. It's such <laughs> a stupid point. But uh, I don't know what conservatives mean by the fucking lock her up shit. I don't. Know. I think it was about the emails or some stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, as a Marxist, I can tell you, yeah, you should be locked up, and that's because not because you're ooh an uppity woman or whatever you want to fucking paint yourself as, but because you're a fucking war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But yeah, yeah that, that goes that, for all of them. Yeah, like yeah. again, if there are people listening, like this sounds a little you know sexist or whatever. No, we she is evil. The rest of them are evil. They should all be locked up. Yeah, fuck. Oh my god. I'm I'm not looking forward to the next era of the woke fucking like, you know, oh, I'm such a progressive politician uh, of of the Democrats where they're going to have, you know, a token, you know, disabled, uh, gay, uh, half black, half Hispanic, you know, refugee woman, you know, like they they're going to tick all the boxes and then they're just going to try to make any criticism of whatever uh lukewarm fucking democrat talking point or policy that that person would try to push through. Um they're going to try to be like, "Oh, it's cuz she's a Again, disabled, uh, lesbian, black, Hispanic woman. What if? Uh, it's and then a, they're going to so... refuse to do anything that would actually help those groups. Like they're yeah, all their exactly legislation. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just projection. Yeah, it's like oh, uh, we're not going to help any. Like we're not going to uh, have a refugee program that actually accepts. Uh, we're not going to stop bombing places to reduce, you know, this creation of new refugee crises. We're not actually help uh, Hispanic immigrants or African Americans in poor communities. We're not going to actually help uh, improve LGBT, uh, you know, conditions in this country. We're not actually going to help uh, the the access of disabled people to education and healthcare and whatnot. In fact, we'll make it even worse for them by privatizing healthcare <laughs> or not providing medical medical care for them, etc., etc., etc. But they'll have the fucking token person, um, yeah. and it's just it's always. Uh, it's such a Netflix thing, if that makes sense. <laughs> like they yeah. just try to t- tick all the fucking boxes. Um, Bridgerton. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, one on one liberalism. But like, what? Mm. what my, the ultimate punishment, since you guys talked about uh, locking them up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the ultimate punishment for Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton would be to lock them up in the same room for life. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. He would be sucked dry, and she would have to sit with someone she so obviously despises. I mean, look at how she looks at him. It's 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 incredible. It would be it would be absolute perfection. That's my bit done, by the way. So anything you guys have to add on this brilliant masterclass, I can't I cannot put into words how much I've learned. Okay, um, a a a a twelve year old in a fucking debate class in middle school <laughs> would probably give me better advice at this point. But hey, go on. That's all I had. Uh, my last, my parting shot would be, I hate you all for for making me listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking honestly, it was such garbage. And the thing is, I, my my least favorite part about it is the weird semi inspirational music in the background. Yeah, uh, the, <laughs> the master class t- music with the with the violin. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why? Okay, first of all, she's not dead. Number two, she's not in, in, you know, like there was no great victory that she achieved. Her story isn't done here. She's not some fucking, you know. 
Oh my god! Oh no! I'm yeah. sorry, guys. She she she's a she's the Hufflepuff fucking you know, and and Trump is is <laughs> Slytherin or whatever. So that's why you need the violin music. <laughs> sorry, you got to go on. No, nothing. I just wanted to remind everyone that her favorite quote is "Never, <laughs> never, never give up" by Winston <laughs> Churchill. This is who some of you voted for. You got Nick out. Well, there you go, gang. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed us uh, talking about this masterclass so you don't have to watch it yourselves. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week and never give up. Yes. I'm JT. Always remember. Uh, I'm Hakim. Don't forget to bomb Yugoslavia. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Yugopnik. Maybe you should give up on bombing Yugoslavia. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Bye, guys. Oh,